Anyone's Game podcast. Following women's football. Hello and welcome to Anyone's Game podcast. My name is Robbie Hunrathy. I'm Kenny Bogue. And today we welcome Georgia Carter of Montrose and Rachel Howie of Gaunt Cairn as we look ahead to the weekend's Scottish Cup fourth round ties. In anyone's game, true fashion, I should ask you, how are you doing? Doing good, how are you? Good, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, no worries, excited to speak and shine the focus on the SWF this week, which Montrose and Gaunt Cairn play. Might be different leagues, but... Still technically the same league in the championship. So it'll be interesting to hear that on this edition. But as Kenny and I love to do, we will start with our getting to know you questions. And we'll, we'll put you first, okay. Rachel. I'm intrigued. So we'll start with, where are you from originally? Uh, so I live in Hamilton. I've stayed here all my life. Obviously, lucky enough to play for Hamilton for 10 years as well. So just all football, football around here. And what's it like living in Hamilton all these years? Just normal, boring wee town, but football pitches everywhere. Lucky enough to live two seconds for a football pitch, so spent most of my days there when I was younger and still do now. And what, what gave you that love for, was it just out on the streets with your pals? What gave you that love for playing football? Yeah, all, all my friends play football. Everybody I know plays football or watches it. My granddad used to take me to all the games as well, so I've always been there from a young age. And what was your first team you joined as like a young girl? Was it a boys team originally or...? Was you lucky enough? No, so I, I never played I never played the boys. I only played the boys. It was like my friends. It was all boys and I was always the one girl. Um, but the first team I ever played for was Hamilton Ackies. I was there from under nine. That, that's class considering Hamilton's stature in the women's game now and being asked with you all. One side for you to say you've been there. How did that come about? Uh, so I was, I think I was playing for my school team. Do you remember like school tournaments you used to get? At least like five tournaments you play against like, other schools and stuff in mm-hmm. like the community. Used to love them, so played them, did quite well. And then my friend at the time actually played for Hampton. She said you should come along. So her dad used to take me, and um, I was there for till under twenty three. So I was there for ten years. So great experience. Amazing. Should be getting a testimonial and being a ten. Years. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting on it. <laughs> and what would you say your biggest achievement is in football? So far? Biggest achievement? Probably. Maybe making my debut at 15 for Aki's, um, against Glasgow City. That was the time they had like Erin Cuthbert, Denise O'Sullivan in their team. It was an unreal team and I'm up there at 15 running about chasing a football, do you know what I mean? So probably that or captain the team at 23. That meant a lot to me after being there for so long and eventually getting made captain. What was the score in that game you played Glasgow City? I don't think I'm going to say it. <laughs> it's on YouTube so you can YouTube it and you can see my appearance it must be a great learning curve playing against these sort of players like Leanne Crichton Leanne Ross Haley Lauder um, Island Cuffer all these players that's played for City in the past it must be achievement in itself being up against these players yeah you look at Erin Cuthbert where she is now flying for Chelsea same with Dean Sullivan thinks she's over in the States um, so me at 15 in a changing room, even the players at Aki's at the time, it was mental. They were looking at the team sheet, they were like, you were born in the year 2000. I was like, sorry, yes, I am. But no, unreal at that age, going up and experiencing that. I think it really set me forward and made me really ambitious to go further in the game. You mentioned there about Erin Cuthbert, how impressive she's been with her career now at Chelsea. The question that we love to ask, we'll ask both of you and then maybe compare it. What would you say is your ultimate five-a-side team of players you've either played with or played against? Played with, I think. Are we going goalies? Putting goalies in? Ah, uh, no backies. Everyone right, no wants to play backies. Any money, <laughs> right. 
Um, goalkeeper, I'd probably say Neve Miller from my team. That girl could kick a football from Airdrie that landed in my back garden. Unreal. Um, I put her in it. I probably need to put Maya, Maya Arbuckle as well. Um, she's a centre back, turns up at fives and turns into a striker. If she could do that in a game, that would be helpful to us, but not yet. <laughs> um, who I've played against? Probably my, one of my best friends, Ab McDonald. I've had the privilege to play with her and play against her. Fitz person I know. Played against probably Jamie Napier as well. Uh, played against her when she was at Celtic when she was younger. Friends with her. And then, as you said, in Cuthbert, played against her on my debut, so got to put her in there. Not putting yourself in, then. Rolling subs. Look at that team. Rolling subs. Of course, I'm sure they'll be buzzing and get named in your team anyway. But we'll, <laughs> we'll move on to you, Georgia. Miss Montrose, is that where you are from originally? I uh, know. Originally, I'm from Aberdeen. So I was in Aberdeen basically until like three years ago, and then I moved down to Dundee. Um, actually, four years ago, go four. And then, yeah. I went recently to Montrose to play there. So, And where about in Aberdeen did you grow up? Um, so I was in Cove. So I grew up there um, all my life, played football from a young age, um, played for Aberdeen ladies, similar to Rachel, like played there for 10 years, started at kind of the under nines and then worked my way all the way up. It was really good. I enjoyed it. It was a good place to um, grow up. There was lots of football, definitely. Did you play with uh, Abby Little? Yeah, I played with Abby Little. She was yeah. uh, my goalkeeper in the youth team. I remember her, she's so funny because she was so small, yet she could jump so far. So people would always look at her and be like, you've got a small goalie. I was like, just wait till she can uh, save the top corner goal. So. <laughs> little funny. by name, little by nature. And I meet her and a very good pals like, who went to college and uni together. And I knew she played for uh, Aberdeen for a lot of years as well. Yep, she was in my team. When you was playing, you say you grew up in Cove. I'm assuming the Balmoral Stadium wasn't there at that point, was it? Did you ever get oh. to play there? Uh, no, I haven't actually played at Balmoral yet. We used to, I lived around the corner from the old Cove Rangers ground. So I remember I used to just jump over the wall and just go and kick a ball about there when um, Cove Rangers lived there. But then obviously they moved it to a much more fancy um, stadium. But I've still not played there yet, but maybe at some point. I don't know if that's a society thing or what, but it seemed in Aberdeen you said jumping over the wall. You always seem to have to like climb over walls or fences if you want to have a game. Oh yeah, definitely. Is that more because you just don't want to pay for it then though? <laughs> oh, wow. uh, oh, and then you've also kicked your ball over anyway, so you're going to need to run in and get it. So don't tell it anyone. Well, that would be an excuse anyway. Oh, I've kicked the ball over yeah, there. Just get that ball. <laughs> Better than kicking it in folks' gardens, which probably was a occurrence in all of our childhoods, uh, knocking on someone's door and being like, could you uh, get the ball back for me, please? Honestly, all the time. I used to think I could shoot in like an area that was just surrounded by houses. So I was constantly, the, the, the point where they'd just be like, just go in, just go get the ball. <laughs> Free pass. Yeah. And you played for Aberdeen Ladies all those years. How did that moment come about in the first place? When I was younger, I kind of played every sport. I kind of just got put into every sport when my mum was like busy and going into multi-sports. And then football is just the one that I kind of had naturally was good at, I guess. And then someone that my mum worked with ran the girls' football team, like kind of under nines, under sevens, whatever the age the, it was called at the time. And then they asked if I'm, I wanted to come along. So I just went along. And I remember going along and I scored like six goals in the first session and I didn't even know what I was doing. But to be honest, I was probably just hogging the ball, not passing it to anyone. So that's probably how I did it. But um, yeah, ever since that, I just stayed and yeah, just played from there and enjoyed it. And I guess that's what it's all about. Once you get the bug for football, you want to keep playing and play at the highest level. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Once you like enjoy it, it's something that you definitely don't want to come out of. You do what you can to stay in it. And what would you say your biggest achievement is in football so far? So I picked two because one was quite a quite a like a while ago, but ages ago when I was younger, I made like um 
I played for Scotland under 15s against Germany and that was probably like I don't think I'll ever top that that was a great experience but more recently because that was a long time ago I managed to captain the Montrose in one of the recent games I don't think I've ever been given the captain's band before so it was quite nice to actually be given it because like I just never had it before and it was nice to be trusted with that responsibility yeah no it was really nice can you think of any players that were in that German side that you played against that we might know Oh God, to be honest, I was chasing the shadows for like <laughs> the game and I remember the scoreline being very high and I remember being like, oh my goodness. So even if I did know who it was, I definitely wasn't looking at them. I was too busy. Like, <laughs> One of those experiences that you've got to look back fondly and be proud of that you've represented your country, yeah. no matter what level it's at. Playing for Scotland is what I'm assuming all four of us here dream as a little boy or girl you want to do. Yeah, no, definitely. I'll never be able to top that. Well, unless I got a call up for the A squad, but you never you never know. <laughs> Fingers crossed. On your other achievement of captaining the side, would you say you're often captains or vocal characters in the team? Like, how did that come about? Did they just see you as a natural leader? Uh, I'm not sure. It was just like, well, the captain and vice captain are usually it. They weren't available for that game. So technically it was like the third choice, but um, it's something that I never really got. I've been given the chance to do and, I wouldn't say I'm the loudest one in the dressing room, but um, I don't think I ever really like annoy anyone, I guess. So, yeah, no, it was just nice to be given it. It was a nice honour. Rachel's gave her five-a-side team with players played against or played with some interesting names. What would your five-a-side team be? Um, right, OK, so the first one I'll put for a goalie. This was a, I'll go for Rachel Johnson, who's at Celtic just now, the young uh, keeper. Probably played against her at like regional camps. To be honest, I was just going for people that I've watched. So it's going to make me sound like amazing. Some of these names I'm going to say, but I've definitely not played with them all. But just <laughs> I have, because you're going to ruin my five side spot. Um, so we'll go with her for the keeper. I think she's doing really well. Amy Ridgeway, who's in my team just now, she'll score goals for fun, like put her up front and she'll get about 100 goals and I can just stand there and clap her. Erin um, <laughs> Cuthbert, um, we'll put her in as well. She's a like a hard worker, like you can't really go wrong with putting her in. And then the other one I just put in because I think she's ace was be Leah Williamson. She plays for Arsenal. Definitely not played with her or against her, but maybe one day. Yeah, is that five? Oh, and me. I'm in the <laughs> Oh, yeah. You're bold and putting yourself in. Rachel, do you think your team... We beat Georges. Who's going to win? I think it'd be a close game, but <laughs> now if I sub myself, if I sub myself in, I may have a chance. <laughs> Who's there in Cuthbert playing for? Is she doing a half each? <laughs> I'll do a sub for them. Yeah. But no problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll look ahead at obviously the, the weekend's games. Obviously, big matches for the two sides. Uh, we'll start with you, Rachel, if that's all right. Um, but obviously, you guys are playing Hibs. Yeah. Just how much are you sort of looking forward to that one? Uh, yeah, buzzing. I think as a group, we're all really excited. You know, especially as Gatkin's only really been formed the women's side for two years. After two uh-huh. years, obviously with COVID, playing Hibs in the cup and this round, um, quite an achievement for us. But now we're really looking forward to it, and just can't wait to play against that type of opposition. And Robbie sort of touched on it earlier. Is that is that what you're kind of just all gearing up for to test your skills against us? Are the better players SWPL one players? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're top of the league for a reason. Um, in our league, and we want to play against the best, and obviously that's what's going to happen when we play Hibs. You know, obviously they had a wee different form at the weekends, and we're looking to capitalise and see what we can do. I didn't know that got Cairns only been around for two years, and you know what's been going on in the world in the last two years? It's been far from normal. How did that move from Hamilton to got Cairns come about in the first place? So I think if you remember back, because it might be 2019, the development league folded. Um, obviously at the time, I think a lot of people were a wee bit stressed out, didn't know what was going to happen because I felt that league, and ask anyone that played in that league, it was brilliant. Um, really good quality of players and obviously splitting all of them up. Anything could happen. So at that time, that folded. 
was up to him with the first team and stuff, just didn't work out. Um, and then I got a message from Gat Kieran and it just seemed like the right fit. So I ended up going there. I think we played six games, three friendlies, maybe three league games. Then COVID hit. Um, you know how that went, basically. So to be where we are now, top of the league and playing hips in a cup game, it's a dream come true for us. That must be amazing, though, with the team just forming. And then have you been there since it formed? Yeah, I was like one of the, I'm like one of the only first kind of people, I think there's like maybe three or four that are left who were there from like day one. So obviously I've had the men's side and stuff, they're quite prominent in the junior leagues, but that's the first one the uh-huh. team has had. And to be there from the very beginning, um, it's great. Playing in Airdrie as well, you're playing in Airdrie, aren't you? Come to Hamilton. I know, but we beat Airdrie, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to look back on that. You beat Hutchinson Vale 4 1 and then beat East 5 5 2. So, plenty of goals. Would you say you can cause a cup upset on Sunday? I mean, it's a big ask. I think we all know that as a big ask, but anything can happen. End of the day, it's 11 11. And I think our goal difference in the league shows that we can score goals. I think we've got like 76 or something, highest in the league. Um, so, we'll definitely be looking to take our chances. No reason why not. What's the plan? Just take five on off them in the first half and then sit back. Hi, I'll just dribble through them all, score a couple of them. Game's over. <laughs> That's it, job done. Done. And obviously, Georgia, you guys are playing Kilmarnock. So a similar question to, to Rachel. I mean, just how much are you guys looking forward to that? Yeah, no, it's um, something that we're definitely looking forward to. Been looking forward to it for a wee while. Ever since um, the Livingston game, it's, we've kind of had our sights on it. And I just think it's a really good chance to get experience against um, like players that are playing in a higher league and to test ourselves and see, I guess, how we compare to them. Yeah, especially Kilmarnock are a team that Kenny and I at the start of the season, we thought they'd be maybe going for promotion from S to a PL2. Fallen away in recent weeks, had a few poor results. And shows are flying as well. So, beats the Mirren final, previous in the cup, we might insane. So, there's no reason why you can't cause an upset. Yeah, like, I don't think there's any reason why we can't, to be honest. I think we're doing really well in the league. Like, we've not been beaten at all in the league. And they've obviously had that dip of form, so we're, we'll be hoping to capitalise on that. Um, but we're just going to go in confident. Do what we can, and yeah, hopefully we can cause a cup upset. What would you put that unbeaten form this season down to? Very close knit group, but how much? How often do you train at Montreal's? Uh, so we train twice a week. I'd say, to be honest, it's probably down to just being, as you said, a close group. I think it's definitely one of the like friendliest teams I've played in. Like I always say it to them, it doesn't matter who you sit next to on the team bus, like you speak to them, and I think it's very rare that you find that in a team and I'm just I guess so thankful that the group is like that and we always fight for each other and work for each other so that definitely comes down to that and have you got that good team dynamic in dressing room as well Rachel yeah I think we definitely do there's a lot of players in the team that have played together a couple of girls I was at Hamilton with I play with now um, and same other teams so we're all quite a close-knit group and as Georgia said we all really do fight for each other on and off the pit we're both of fighting well still in the cup at this stage and fighting at the right end of the respective tables as well there's been a lot of talk of the Paul's move of the SPFL taking over the Women's League Vivian McLaren said on another podcast yesterday that she wasn't in favour of that, but with both sides looking like you could get promotion to the SWPL2, what's your thoughts on just the way Scottish women's football is shaping up? Vivian McLaren works for that organisation, doesn't she? She's not going to be yeah. keen about it. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. <laughs> but how, how deep was it's a men's game stealing the women's game? So I, I thought she was saying, yeah, and saying it feels like we're getting taken away everything we've built up in this women's organisation by the men's game. And I know this season it's what. Expanded that top tier and second tier. There's only seven teams. Just thought, start rejoining. What's your thoughts on just the growth of the women's game over the last like few years? 
Yeah, I definitely think it's an interesting topic and I'm very excited to see what happens. I think the decision's next week, so that'll be interesting. Um, but I think it comes down to, as you said, the growth of the women's game. It's been massive. Um, there's so many girls coming into football. There's so many young ones think that it's completely normal to see a girl over football now and it's not such like, a, oh, that's the girl that plays football in that school there, which probably was me and Rachel at our schools. And it's just such a normal thing. And obviously, like the national team doing so well with the recent like kind of the World Cup and then the Euros are coming up too um, that are held in England. I think it's just an exciting time to be part of women's football. And yeah, no, the growth of the games been massive. So I'm excited that I'm part of that. From everyone we seem to speak to on the podcast, we get that feel of buzz around Norman's game. Like, how do you feel about all this decision we're waiting to happen next week, Rachel? But what's your thoughts on it all with potential restructure? Yeah, obviously it is a waiting game and I think we need to be careful of whose hands it does go into because the growth's been massive over the past like five, six, seven years. Um, I think we've done really well in Scotland to get where we are. You've seen the kind of cup vinyls, I think it was Hearts and Hibs and it was held at Tencastle and stuff like that and Easter Road, whatever. Um, so we need to be careful whose hands it goes into that we don't stunt the growth, do you know what I mean, instead of doing the opposite. But, you know, fingers crossed, the right decision's made and hopefully it benefits everybody. Do you think clubs could afford it, though, if it was merged? Because there's, like, so obviously when pros are going to have to travel, how many, you know, do you think the clubs would have the, the finances to do that? See, that's the difficult part, because I know the is quite a lot, Your especially in early league as well. Aye. Aye. So, you know, for travel and stuff like that, unless they could sort something out for that, I, I don't know how that would be feasible. But, again, you need to wait and see, and you would hope that these things are thought about when yeah. the decision's made. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree there. I think it's something that, but I'd say now is at least people are standing up and taking note. You're now seeing women's football on in the headlines on BBC Sport and everything, and you're getting people covering these games. And it can only be a good thing that that's going to grow. And like BBC Alba are currently showing the games, and you never know. You get through this ne- next round overuse, you might be on the telly. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to ask you, Georgia. And I know a senior comment on already but one of the teammates was asking do you get ever get any time to sleep given how much you put into playing and your other job and the first question from that I need to ask is what is your other job so that comment has actually come from a parent so I'm the girls and women's development officer at Dundee United Community Trust so I'm in charge of all the youth teams girls youth teams at Dundee United and that's come from a parent of my under 12s and right now they're isolating, so she has a lot of time to look at that phone because they weren't a trainer. <laughs> um, but probably, uh, no, I don't sleep because the girls cause me so much things and I have to do a lot for them. But um, it's all worth it. And obviously I wouldn't give it up and I wouldn't change it. And I obviously got to play myself as well because you can't not play yourself. And Rachel, you do a bit of coaching as well, don't you? I know it's not coaching you do, but is that right? Am yeah, I looking at someone everything. different? <laughs> nah, that's the mean I'm kidding on. And yeah, I coach and I go to uni. So that's my kind of two side things as well as playing football. So not as busy as Georgia, but try and keep myself busy, stuff I like. I think at the end of the day, as you always realise when we're speaking to you players, if if you're in a happy dressing room and in the hat in the cup, thing like that, it can only be a positive. Women's football still, we've only got two professional teams, Glasgow City, kinda full full time as well, but for some professional, I admire being Kenny always to this, my overviews for the amount of dedication put into the women's game for, as Bobby Watson, the Hamlet manager, said, lucky we ought to get the players a coffee. And it's sad, but it shows that it has been a lot of growth since, especially with Shelley Kerr 
since that World Cup, but it's a long way still to go as well, would you say? Yeah, I would say, obviously, I think, well, myself, I'm probably just used to, I guess, what it's like right now, like juggling your your study, your job and your football. It's just normal if I want to play football. Um, But like what Montrose have got in, in like the plans and the way that we're going, um, it's a club that, I guess, makes it worthwhile playing for and they look after us really well. So, no, I can't really complain. And it's even if it's like a wee bit of traveling to get there or if I have to give up time or I'm a wee bit busier, then I wouldn't really change it. So You wouldn't change it for the world. Rachel, what is your long-term career ambitions in football? Uh, for a start, to play as long as I can. I've played since I can remember, so I can't imagine a life without playing football, to be honest. Um, obviously, everybody wants to make it to the top. Um, hopefully, it's for this guy, Cairn. That's a plan if you've got to want to make it and play against the best teams week in, week out. And fingers crossed we do that. It'll be a good experience on Sunday to get a taste of that. Um, but yeah, just to make it as far as I can and play for as long as I can. Well, here's hoping you can do that. What about you, Georgia? Yeah, probably similar. Like uh, at Montrose, we're keen to get promoted and keen to go up and challenge ourselves in the Premier League. So hopefully I can be part of that at Montrose. And the same, just kind of play and just enjoy it too. That, 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 that sounds really exciting for both of you in terms of, I'm excited to see both of you in the Premier League very soon because it's good to have ambitious clubs in Scotland at the end of the day. And Kenny, have you got anything you want to say before we wrap up? No, it's just it's nice to chat to you both and thank you for joining us. Uh, it's been very interesting. Good luck on Sunday, obviously. Uh, I would love, it'd be great to see you doing the next round of the cup. That'd be yeah. class. On the telly, playing each other. Oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We, we, we'd, love, we'd love a tough upset. Yeah, I think if you look at our league, for example, I'm not sure about the North League, but we have 17, I think it's 17 teams in our league, 17 in the Championship. And no disregard to the SLPL too, but I think Championship has been like not covered enough. The competitiveness in our league, between the top six, there's six points. There's three people in first just now. It's nothing like it. I'm not saying the SLPL two is, is what it is, but like, it deserves more coverage right. and the, the games in the league has been unreal. You've got a valid point, to be fair. <laughs> when it's as tight as that at the top. You know what I mean? Uh, and no, no one's paying attention to it, though. No one's paying attention. Everyone's focused on League One and Two, fair enough. They've got the big teams with the big players and getting paid and so on. But honestly, pay attention to the championships, some of the games, results, how close it is. Literally, look at the table when you go off this. It's mental. Yeah, See, I told I told Robbie I wanted to go to more championship games, but he said no. I just wanted to watch Emma Hunt with Showtime dance. I'm only joking. <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> And Georgia, how would you how would you do a plug for your league? Rachel's just a great plug for her league, so you need to do a good plug <laughs> for your league. Like, I think the restructure is a good point because they've got seventeen teams in South Championship. We've got about eight in the North <laughs> Championship, so it's like complete polar opposites. Yeah. And I always wonder why why can't we get some of the North of teams that are slightly more northern in the South League to join that league? So we're just because as we're quite repetitive at the moment too. Um, and to be honest, I would try and sell it, but it's, it's not the most exciting league, to be honest. But um, hopefully if we keep playing well, then join uh, hopefully Gart Cairn and whoever else it is in the PL2 next season. So. Yes, sounds good. <laughs> yeah. We might end up playing each other in the playoff. That'd be a battle. Hopefully not. Hopefully we'll hopefully play not. Play no playoff. Hopefully just get first yeah. and then we can go <laughs> <laughs> Keep that unbeaten run going, Georgia. I'm sure you will. <laughs>